DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, it's also my favorite book. But that's because I didn't learn to read. And it's also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and my family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 inside credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DNBR for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wagers paid out in site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, what? That who is that lady telling us? She's telling you. She's making sure yeah. you know I'm recording you, Will. It says this meeting is being recorded. By continuing to be in the meeting, you're consenting to be to be recorded. Oh, is this the Shannon Sharp rule? I think it might be. This is the Shannon Sharp Zoom we got, implementation. We got Sharp. We got sharped, baby. Welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast. Uh, I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. You can follow this podcast uh, on YouTube. Uh, That's Good Broncos. You can subscribe there and watch. You can watch it. You can see our dumb faces, or you can just listen to it wherever the freak you you listen to podcasts. Um, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. It is America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use code DNBR when you sign up. And uh, also my coffee company, BenchWarmerBrew.com. Will, did you get your BenchWarmer shirt? Did I ever. Oh, uh, It's looking yeah. sharp. It's my new favorite shirt. Feels great. It's a tremendous color. Uh, it looks good. I've gotten trillions of compliments already. Trillions. Um, I really haven't taken it off since I got it in the mail yesterday. Um, I showered with it on, slept with it. Perfect. Um, used it to uh, wipe up my sweat after a run. <laughs> it's all purpose. <laughs> it uh, it was my jizz rag. It was everything for me. Yeah. Well, that's. I was thinking about saying that, but um, I didn't know how how you know, how I should. I didn't as- know if it'd be associate my coffee company with. I shouldn't associate it with a jizz. So you're saying? <laughs> I it, look. At the end of the day, it's your company, and you can associate it with whatever you want to. Yeah, um, I think that's a good sales knows, angle. Wow! Yeah, everybody it's like, knows the sham wow. Yeah. the ultimate jizz rat. The cotton so soft <laughs> that it will soak up any amount of jizz. I mean, it probably will. <laughs> I've not tested it, um, 
but uh, I get a call from my business partner like, uh, we gave you freedom to do this however you want, and now we're going to change that. <laughs> we thought nothing was over the line until now. Nah, he's cool. DraftKings um, has disavowed us. Yeah, <laughs> DraftKings on the other hand. Um, okay, so we're we're in June. This is yeah. where football news really dies. We've got some trades that could happen. Um, Tamarin Rogers stuff we'll talk about in a minute. And then Broncos OTA stuff. I did want to say I'll be on the uh, Three Ring Circus Friday filling in for Ryan Koenigsberg. So make sure you come and check us out there. Uh, the show will be better since I'm filling in for Ryan. Uh, in studio, on that. Right? What's that? In studio. Oh, yeah. I got to go in studio, which I said I would do it. And then Ryan's like, you would realize that's in studio, right? And I was like, oh, fuck. I got to leave my house to do this? I got to leave my house? So if I don't get a video up Friday on my main channel, it's because I had to drive to East Colfax. <laughs> no. Do they have their headquarters like above the bar? Is that it? Yeah. It's pretty cool up there. The bar's that's nice. Great. Their studio's nice. Like, I wish I worked there from, like, every day. Felt like a, a real businessman. Uh, that'd be business trouble man. from a health standpoint, I feel like. To oh, yeah. It would be working off a bar every day. Being around all that whiskey would be bad. I mean, I keep a lot of whiskey at my house. Um, yeah, that's true. It's fair. Last night was the first night I didn't drink in, like, two weeks. <laughs> so, uh that's okay. Feeling fresh. Feeling. <laughs> it's amazing how much better you sleep with no booze in your body. Yeah, it's wild. It's it's truly wild. Like um, you fall asleep better with booze, but the quality of sleep never is good. No, you wake up at like five thirty a.m. The crack of dawn, your heart's going off. You feel like <laughs> you got hit by a bus. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's probably not great for you. Um, no. Breaking news. But um, it's just so much fun that we endorse um, binge drinking on this podcast. Yeah. Surprisingly, I worked out more and harder these last two weeks because I was trying to compensate for drinking every night. (laughs) Just another reason why it's good. Yeah, just flushing out, just sweating, just sweating it all out. Oh, boy, do you sweat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Booze will make you sweat. Yeah, you're like, oh, I am ripe. <laughs> All anyway. right, so we got Aaron Rodgers to talk about. Aaron Rodgers was enjoying some whiskey, I think, last weekend in Hawaii. Yeah. Once you get on the acoustic guitar and, and start playing, uh, I can't remember the name of that country song, but you hear it at every country bar you'll ever go to. Um, there's got to be some alcohol involved. Miles Teller was there, Shailene Woodley. I guess the point is that he's not at OTAs, but another interesting point that Tom Pelissero pointed out from NFL.com, the Packers have cleared $4.4 million in cap space this last week, including signing Robert Tunyon. So Pelissero was saying the Green Bay has been tight up against the cap all offseason, but they wouldn't need these nickel and dime moves if they traded Aaron Rodgers, freeing up over $16 million in cap space. Clearing cap now is another indication they're planning for the NFL MVP to be on the team in 2021. What do you think about this? 
I think I think we're trying to make an Aaron Rodgers story out of anything that happens with the Packers, and rightfully so. Um, I don't think what the Packers are doing has anything to do with whether or not Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays for them, because I believe the only person who's going to decide that is actually Aaron Rodgers. So maybe there's been conversations where they feel like they've cooled some of the flames that uh, have burned their relationship and that he will come back and play. But like, if he, if he continues to say like, no, I'm not going to play for the Packers. He's not going to fucking do it. Like, I, I don't know right. if we're going to get any sort of hints until he makes a decision. Um, I think like, I don't know what their exact cap situation is, but you know, freeing up this money, like they've got rookies they need to sign. Like, I don't know if, you know, obviously, yes, if they, if they are going to trade him, they wouldn't have to worry about doing this now, but like, why not do this now anyway and prepare as if Rogers is coming back. And then if he doesn't, you've already done, you know, the boring shit. So and I defend this because, yes, I'm trying to defend my hopes that Aaron Rodgers comes to the Broncos. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I honestly think it's just he's the wild card. We've talked about it. He's a different dude. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And I don't think this means anything. And, yeah, and I don't care if anybody on Twitter thinks I'm annoying for tweeting about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Broncos every day. Uh some guy today was like, uh, I used to really enjoy Brandon Perna, but this last year he's become annoying. And what that says to me is maybe that's true. I mean, I don't know why people watch my show more than once, but um, really when people say that, it means I'm starting to disagree with some of your football opinions. <laughs> and there are people who don't think Aaron Rodgers is one an upgrade over Drew Locke. There are people who are very realistic and don't think it's a possibility. I respect that. I understand understand that. But I'm going to live in the dream world. I'm going to live in the fucking fantasy world where Aaron Rodgers can be my quarterback next year. Because if I got to go into the season with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos suck again, that's going to be miserable. So let me have this. Let me have hope. I'll deal with reality August training camp preseason. What were your show thoughts me, on it? Sorry, I went off on a YouTuber. Yeah, you show me a YouTuber without haters. I'll show you a YouTuber without very many views. <laughs> I don't even, yeah, I don't even think, like, that, that guy was basically being as nice as he could about yeah. saying, like, I don't really like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry my one Aaron Rodgers tweet every day is really sucking your time, you know? It's like... Uh, yeah, and if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come, God forbid, will all these vid- videos have been a waste? Absolutely nope. not. No, because it's lining our pockets. Lining, it's paying my mortgage. It is sending your daughter to college. That's right. <clears throat> it's she's paying she's, Harvard tuition in advance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sending her to community college, but yeah. Harvard Community College. Harvard Community College on Red Rocks here in Colorado. (laughs) It's the most prestigious uh, community college in the county. Um, 
with the cap space thing, it feels like, yeah, what, what you said is entirely correct. This is not news until Aaron Rodgers indicates that there's any uh, chance he'll return to Green Bay. So the Packers can do whatever they want. doesn't matter. Because if Rodgers doesn't want to be there, he's not going to be there. I don't care how much money he's going to lose. Uh, I don't care what they do with the roster. Until I hear something from him that indicates he's coming back, it's not – it's just not moving the needle for me in terms of news. No. I think they're setting up for their ultimate wet dream, which is Aaron Rodgers to come back and for the team to trade a pick for Julio Jones. That feels like what they're trying to do here. Yeah, and they so they would also need a little that. cap space for Julio, so sure. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, like, if Aaron Rodgers went back to Green Bay – uh, I will be rooting for him and Green Bay, and I would love to see Julio Jones play with Aaron Rodgers because I need somebody, again, in the NFC that can beat the Buccaneers, and giving Rodgers Julio might help a little bit there. This does The, the whole restructure was to bring a big Bob Tunyon back. Rodgers and Tunyon developed great chemistry last year. So, yeah, Rodgers would have Adams. He would have Julio, maybe. He would have Tunyon. And he would have, who was like their, was Alan Lazard, like maybe their second most dangerous, him or MBS? Yeah, yeah Lazard, kind of uh, Valdez, Scantling's nice. Yeah, it's, that's a solid group of weapons. And Aaron Jones yeah, coming back. Got the running back back. You got A.J. Dillon, whose quads are the size of the tree trunk. Oh, yeah. Did you see Giovanni Bernard's quads? No, <laughs> we've got a new we've got a new king of quads like uh, that's surprising. Just, He's not a very big dude. No, but uh, yeah, I think it's you forget like even like the little running backs just have legs that are thick. And yeah, you have to be. His are different, I think, because he is smaller. It's like his muscles had muscles. It's like all these rippling muscles with extra little muscles on it. Uh, also, you know, it's June when uh, quad picks start <laughs> showing up. All the quad yeah. picks coming to town. All right, Will, DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not only my favorite sportsbook, but it's also America's top-rated sportsbook. It's also the only book I can read. And I love using <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So listen up to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week, every week. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit, withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNV- DNVR DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on a basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code D D D D D D D D. Just kidding. It's DNVR for limited time. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager uh, paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, man. 
struggled. Struggled I, to talk. It's okay. As long as the people know to go to DraftKings. Yeah. Did you guys get that you should go to DraftKings? <laughs> Please go to DraftKings. We're in OTA season. So I, I, you know, speaking of news, there's not a ton of it. So we have to just we're just listening to these press conferences. I don't listen to them. I just wait for the tweets to come out. Please just give me the cliff notes. Yeah. But I, I'm going to list four different little news bites from OTAs. And I'm going to ask you, does this matter to you or not? A simple yes or no. Okay. Does this matter? So I'm going to okay. start with this. Michael OJ Mudia has been working in the slot according to Vic Fangio. With all the new corners, they're testing him out on the inside. Do you care? Um, a little bit. Only in that maybe, maybe that's a, a better fit for him in terms of where he should play on defense because I think you and I both agree we saw some stuff from him that we really liked. I thought... It also matters to me because he did not look like a good tackling corner. And usually your slot corner should be one of your best tackling corners. But yes, for those reasons, no, because what the fuck is working out in the slot really matter in June. Correct. Yeah. I I don't like the versatility. If I was OJ Moody, I'd be taking snaps at safety to make sure you have a spot on this team. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a guy. If he's good, if he's like it's he's a great draft pick. If he turns out to be good, like decent, like he doesn't have to be great. I'm just saying, like a solid corner. Where they got him, I would I would love for see I would love to see him play to what I think his potential is. I don't care if it's in the slot or outside. And honestly, for this season, no, it doesn't matter because. Isn't, isn't that where Bryce Callahan's going to play in the slot? Yeah, I think he'll play both, and that's what Fangio also said yesterday. But we have to remember, he might not get a ton of playing time this year. Might get a lot next year, depending on what they do with Fuller and Callahan, who are both on one-year deals. Yeah. It's like uh, both Fuller and Callahan can play their best football in the slot. So, yeah, let's get O.J. Yeah. Moutier to play his best football there, too. Versatility's good. I like it. Okay, second item of news. Uh, This is Vic Fangio on Lloyd Cushenberry's second year. Quote, he needs to play stronger and stouter, and I think that will happen after he's had a good offseason of working out and having a better understanding of the offense, his job, and his position. Here's a question for you. Is he about to be – is he about to lose his job to Quinn Miners? Yes. That's what it sounds like. He needs to play stronger and stouter means he needs to be better. Yeah. If you're, if you're an offensive lineman and the coach is saying you need to be stronger, <laughs> I don't know if I love that. No, I mean, it's like um, – there was a big reason I stopped playing football was because, like, I'm not going to get stronger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> same. Um, yeah, I think like my last season, like I, I was just going to practice, and I realized everybody on my team was getting stronger except for me, and I was just getting manhandled in drills. Um, 
I didn't have Quinn Miners on my team, though. Um, he might have murdered me on the field. Okay, third item of news, and this is from uh, Andrew Mason. This is a tweet from Andrew Mason, who's going to be on the podcast on Friday over at DNVR. He said, don't want to put too much on an OTA, but Jerry Judy was sensational today. His routes are crisp. He generated separation downfield, caught everything thrown his way, and two deep receptions with perfectly placed slash timed passes from Teddy Bridgewater showing emerging chemistry there. Does this matter to you? Andrew Mason, I'm sorry to say this. No, it does not. Oh, slap in what the do, face. What do we know about Jerry Judy? Great, great separation. Uh, struggles catching the ball. Let me see him catch a fucking ball in traffic. That's all I want. Uh, uh. No, I think, uh, and I think Judy will be better at, at catching balls uh, on the field. Um, I, I thought the more interesting thing was Judy saying, was Judy the one who said that Locke throws the ball hard with zip and Bridgewater throws more of a floater? Yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it sounds, and I, I think like you say floater, it sounds like a knock on Teddy. But to me, it says Teddy knows when he needs to throw it hard. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what, like young quarterbacks with big arms. We saw that with Cutler. Uh, I'm sure John Elway was like that a lot early in his career where they throw the ball too hard when they don't need to <laughs> um, just because they're, they've got all that strength. And, and Teddy Bridgewater has never been like a gunslinger or had that strong arm. But I think of like a guy like Drew Brees who, or even Peyton Manning when he was with the Broncos. Yeah, he, he looks like Peyton Manning through the most hard. floaters of all time. Yeah. And they just get to where they're going. So to me, it says Bridgewater still the more <laughs> polished uh, QB. He's connecting with his best receiver right now because, you know, Cortland Sutton's still, you know, trying to recover from his knee thing. Um, so I actually took a lot away from that, Mason. I, I retract what I said. Uh, it matters, but not for the reasons we initially thought. Jer and the Jerry Judy catching the ball in, in traffic or, you know, this the last two drafts watching Alabama players' highlights, I was just like, <laughs> I get that these guys are the best, but they're, the amount of catches that are like NFL catches are so few it's it yeah. was like how open they were and they get open because they're so athletic right um they've got you know and their offensive lines always great where their quarterback has so much time to throw the ball i'm like okay now i i really do understand why it there's a learning curve there for a guy like jerry and it like the drops weren't as bad as we want to make them out to be but it was like the noticeable flaw in his game so that's what we'll be watching for jerry Next yeah, one. I mean, even okay. though they're in the SEC, like the LSU and the Alabama wide receivers are just so like head and shoulders yeah. better than anyone <laughs> in the rest of the conference. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It's like playing on air. Okay, fourth and one. it's like when they play one of the top tier corners, it's just one of those guys. Yeah, so like, yeah, maybe you know, maybe Jerry Judy was being covered by. Uh, uh, no. Daryl Stanley. Yeah, or J.C. Horn or whatever. It was like, yeah. well, then fucking um, 
uh, got him. Who's the Alabama receiver? Jalen Waddle's not covered Jaylen by that Waddle. guy on that player. You know what I mean? Devontae Smith. Right. Yeah. There's always somebody that's going to be open in those uh, offenses. Anyway. Exactly. There's always more good wide receivers than there are good corners. Okay. Vic Fangio said he's been very pleased, speaking of corners, with Patrick Sertan so far. Quote, he's very coachable. He's very calm. He doesn't get flustered. Is this matter? That's a nice compliment from your head coach. I think calling a young player like calm and saying he doesn't get flustered. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Some <laughs> British, British guy. Uh, but like, if there was one player I would expect that from out of this entire draft, it's Sertan. Uh, like everything everybody said about him is like, He's NFL ready. His dad's been coaching him for this his whole life. Like, of course he's going to be like that. I think some of the other player comments about him have been maybe a little more exciting. Um, yeah. Von Miller, I think, had good things to say about him. Uh, thought one of the receivers did too. But yeah, it's. I think he looks like a guy you take in the top 10. Yeah, and um, Vic Fangio doesn't blow smoke, especially with rookies, young players. He's yeah, pretty, he's a, he can challenge them. He's a hard guy to please, uh, I feel like. Yeah, so this leads me to believe that Sertan is really, really good. Fair enough. Yeah, and, like Vic Fangio's yeah. been coaching so long. Like, he's just seen it all. He's seen every player. So, I think – Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're, you're all right. <laughs> You're all right. You're okay. <laughs> yeah, he's – I mean, he's been around, like, Khalil Mack, Ricky Jackson, Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, basically every Hall of Fame linebacker of the last 25 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I, – the fact that he got a compliment this early leads me to believe he's Very coachable. Be awesome. Yeah, I mean – that's also what you want from a rookie, right? You don't want the rookie that comes in and thinks yeah. he, he's got it all figured out. I'm done. I figured out football. I'm set. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, okay. I wasn't going to throw this in initially because it's not OTA news, but might as well tack it on to the end. Uh, the Broncos announced they've officially been cleared to have a full stadium for games this year. surprising not really but no i mean seems that's uh that's where we're heading uh seems like it's the right time to do it uh and you know seventy six thousand people in a stadium that always sells out people will be interested early in the team and hopefully seventy six thousand people continue to show up in december <laughs> yeah but uh i'll be waiting to see um but yeah i mean watching having normal football games with normal atmospheres is gonna be very very welcome i think the the bigger <laughs> the bigger problem here is wondering if fans like fans already didn't know how to really behave at games but it seems like they're making up for lost time by uh fighting yeah, absolutely in the stands by throwing shit at players 
And I hope by the time football season starts, those people have gone to their baseball games, their basketball games, their hockey games, and gotten it out of their system. Because uh, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> There's going to be more crazy shit that happens at at uh, Broncos games. But, I mean, kid I went to school with was one of the guys that got stabbed at the Broncos stadium uh, a few years ago. So, like, <laughs> this shit's been going on, you know, forever. So... I did not know that. Is, has he recovered from his wounds? Yeah, he didn't die. So uh, oh, that's good. I think he got stabbed four times in the parking lot after the game. Some altercation by another Broncos fan. Uh, I forget. I don't know what happened. I know he's banned from going to the games, and he was a big Broncos fan. Big <laughs> Broncos fan. First, yeah, although, when, worse, although getting, when we were kids, he was a band. Buffalo Bills fan. So, all right, yeah, okay, that's all I need to know. I should try I to get to uh, try to do a documentary on him getting stabbed at the game. Like I haven't talked <laughs> to him since fucking elementary school. I don't even even think he knows I know that he got stabbed at the game. But like, <laughs> it would be a funny. It would be a piece. Like it's not funny, but it would be a funny piece to do if we could make it funny. <laughs> Yeah, we could do like a That's Good Sports uh, 30 for 30 or like a 40 for 40. That's what wow. we'll do. We're, we're going to do a 40 for 40 and we have to finish a, a 40 ounce by the end of the video. There we go. <laughs> I think I would probably uh, die if I drank a 40 at this point. Those are for... Uh, yeah, it's a young, young man's people. game. It's a, it's a young man's game, definitely. Yeah, um, I mean this. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, I'm having a regular beer. So forty. Yeah, let's take a light beer. I can't. Even... Anyway, um, plenty of beers to be had at Broncos games this year, Rockies games, the Nuggets. The Nuggets won a nail biter last night. Was that that was in uh, Portland, correct? Or was it in Denver? No, it was in Denver. Because game. Okay. Six will be in Portland and then game seven back in Denver. Yeah, no, it's in Denver. My friend was there. Okay. <laughs> I just I was texting him about it today. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I watched so... that shit. And you Good watch game. more basketball than I do, Will. Um, okay, so I watched like the first half and then it was the first evening my wife and I had to ourselves. So we watched, we watched some uh, HBO and then I turned the game back on with <clears throat> less than a minute left, just in time to see Damian Lillard get fouled. And then Damian Lillard hit the three to tie the game, to send it into overtime. And then I got to watch him send it into another overtime by doing the exact same fucking thing. And then I got to watch the Nuggets eventually win. I was kind of fascinated by two things. How Twitter was reacting to the game how people, I think, people really, really want a superstar. Like, and Nuggets fans, I think we're seeing something different happen at the end of that game than everybody else who was just seeing Damian Lillard, like, <laughs> carry Portland and put on just, like, an all-time great clutch performance. I also saw a superstar who did not have to worry about taking threes from wherever because he knew if the Nuggets 
even attempted to defend him, he was going to get a foul called on him. So, like, I was in my head, I'm like, this guy is playing at an insane level right now, but he also doesn't have to worry about any sort of consequence. So, like, I, I was like, this is why every year when I start to watch NBA playoff basketball, I'm like, I can't watch this shit because the game gets taken away from a team or players and it is in the ref's hands. And we see it with football, like, but it's to a lesser extent. Yeah, not, not to this degree, like, for sure. It, it's, it, it's infuriating because the, the foul that – led to the the shot that took it into overtime was so it was like it was nothing it was not a foul that should have been called it it changed the game but then like you know like any sport you can argue like maybe the nuggets should have fouled immediately after that um you know or doubled him or they had three seconds left and i think a timeout and they just threw the ball in and like took some dumb like half court shot like why not try to to get a play there um but it was uh i don't know i found it fascinating and i was going to i started listening to dune <laughs> oh yeah and i was gonna jump back into to dune and uh, i was like okay i'll finish this nuggets game i was like fuck we're going to an overtime then we watch another one i was like no i don't even I'm like i'm tired i don't even get to go into my fantasy no, world of dune uh I don't know. What are your thoughts there? What do you think of one? I guess like how good is is a is Lillard? And do you do you hate NBA referees? Yeah, I'll take the second question first, and the answer to that is yes. Um, deep seated hatred for them. Yeah, I mean, the NBA, it's not a conspiracy theory to say they have an agenda or they play favorites or they, yeah, um, or they like, you know, if at least, you know, if there's a big gap in the score, like they're the team that's down is going to get some calls or the team that's down in the series probably going to get some calls because you know, the bottom line is they want more games and they want a game seven. I think they want every series to go to seven games because you make a shit ton of money. And if that wasn't true, then why wouldn't all the first rounds be five games? Because they should be. It's a marathon of the first round. And you have two more rounds after that and you have the finals. It's just, uh, it's the only sport where (laughs) the first round of the playoffs feels uh, like a a slog like the NFL preseason does. And the NFL took the uh, <laughs> took the hint and shortened theirs to three games. The NBA has lengthened their first round. Um, yeah, I mean, if you go back to Portland in game six, I thought it was in Denver game six. I was wrong. Um, yeah, then odds are, like, it's going seven games. So I'm a little I'm a little worried on that end because uh, yeah, home field advantage, and I think you know you have to win in the NBA when you don't have the refs on your side. There's always going to be a few of those games in the playoffs. It's like you have to 
you know, the old adage, like we played two teams tonight. It feels like you have to win plus like an extra five point cushion. Yeah. It, it's uh, uh, it's a little troubling to say the least. Yeah. And I think like, to me <clears throat> watching it, like the real story is Jokic and the Nuggets elevating their level of play without Jamal Murray. Um, yeah. Like yeah, definitely. there's their second best player. And at most times, arguably their best offensive player is hurt. And they played well without him at the end of the regular season. And they're continuing to, you know, they've got this deep scrappy team that doesn't give up. They also are without, yeah. you know, Austin like, rivers came out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's like, if you're really a fan, like you've got to be excited about this team moving forward, but it like, this should be when nuggets fans had their, their opportunity, like Jamal Murray mm. tearing his ACL, like that should not have happened. Like this was the perfect time for this team to maybe actually compete, uh, or like to get to the finals, right? Like, yeah, with the Lakers, the Lakers down. Or, or whatever, but I feel like if they were fully healthy, they could do it, but now again, they're they're playing a, another what I think of is like a scrappy, tough team in Portland, who they've played in the playoffs before, and it's uh, you know people are bitching like Damian Lillard doesn't have any help around him. I think that's kind of blown out of proportion. I think he was just the man at the end of the game, and like uh, there's like that team's got gritty talent as well, and it's that's kind of basketball that's fun to watch. So that it's. There's also this weird thing where, like, if the refs weren't giving those calls and the Nuggets just win it in regulation, it's not as interesting of a game. It doesn't go into two overtimes and, like, yeah. you know, people aren't polarized yeah, over we're, it. We're or, talking about it now. Right? Yeah, exactly. We'd be talking about the game if they hung on to win by 10. Yeah, it's like if it were uh, officiated the way I think most people want basketball to be officiated, it wouldn't have been as good of a game. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's, catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like I, I, I was stressed out watching it, and I was like, I can't, I don't want to do this right now. Like, I don't want to be stressed out about sports. I want to turn on like uh, you know, like the Avalanche and see them fucking wipe the Kings seven to one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the like the Nuggets. Uh, they stress me out too much. It's like, it's always close in the playoffs and I have to detach from that because I put so much of that, uh, that energy into the football season. Except yeah, for, I, mean, I mean, the first half of the football season, then right, the Broncos, right. there's no reason to get stressed. I will say it's just, it feels so much better. I know they, you know, the, the last postseason was, an incredible time for the Nuggets and, and for their fans, but this one's so much better already just because they can be there in person. Yeah. It doesn't feel like this weird kind of simulation of the playoffs right. like it was last year in the bubble. So we got, you know, we got sports back. The first round's heating up at least. Um, you know, try not to throw anything at the players if you can help it. Um, people in Boston are, you know, very predictable if it goes to set who knows like maybe we'll stream a game well, who knows so look out yeah, for nuggets that. blazers goes to game seven 
Good chance we'll stream on the main channel. Good chance. Good chance. We will not know exactly what we're talking about, mm-hmm. myself included. But um, if you don't necessarily know what you're talking about either, um, hey, we might be the people to watch the game with. Exactly. Exactly. I think uh, Damian Lillard should uh, come to the Nuggets after this season. Honestly, I think I saw a tweet from somebody replying to you where if you beat a team in the playoffs, you get to take one of their players. And that's the greatest idea I've ever heard. Yes. Then the NBA wouldn't have to have the super teams. They could form through the playoffs. They could form organically. Yeah. It's like... It would solve a lot of problems, I think. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) It would just be, I, people uh, kind of I like they were excited about him, and there's a lot of people who don't like him. I don't know enough. I don't follow basketball closely enough to really like or dislike players, um, except for maybe like having an opinion on like LeBron James or something. But uh, the Nuggets have never had somebody who could just murder you with threes like that, and. Yeah. Jamal Murray was like almost that. I think Murray when he year. yeah yeah and like he, Murray's a little more. I feel like Murray was a little more of a complete scorer, but yeah. he had the range. And uh, Michael Porter Jr. when he's been hot this year can you know hit the the threes and he had a clutch three in this game. But like there's guys like Steph Curry or the, what Lillard was. I don't know if Lillard does that all the time, uh, but like to me. That's just I want to I want to have that. It's like yes. uh, Broncos, the Broncos succeeding with like a, a mobile quarterback. Like I want that again <laughs> because yeah. as good as Peyton Manning was, that just wasn't part of the game. So uh, you know you kind of want like the thing you can't have or that you don't have. And Jokic just plays completely different type of basketball, but. Yeah, you, you kind of it's it's super intriguing when you can see a guy just like put the team on their back, and you can't obviously you can't do that in football, like purely because yeah, you're always gonna have to rely on someone around you, even if a quarterback you know wins a game at the end, like your receivers have to catch the ball, yeah, line up the block. In basketball, you can you can just play one on one isolation. That's what you know. It's just like it's totally fascinating at times. Like when they give the ball to a single player and just say like clear out, he's either going to score or we're going to lose. Yeah, it's kind of like what you know, like what Ken Burns said. He said like the difference between you know baseball and basketball is baseball you have a lineup, and if you you know you got two outs in the bottom of the ninth and you need a home run or you know just to extend the game, like. If you're nine hitters up, you're nine hitters up. You got to hope he comes through in yeah. basketball at the end of the game. Like you, you always inbound the ball to Michael Jordan. Yeah. You're not giving it to uh, uh, fucking um, trying to think of an obscure Bulls player, Bill Wennington. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's just a completely different game. It's very fascinating to watch, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Baseball would be fun if after the ninth inning, you could just put in whatever hitters you want. Yeah, I think so. In whatever order you want. Like if a, if a guy 
just just scored like your your best hitter just scored you could throw him back out there to hit again yeah as long as he's not on the bases yeah i kind of yeah i love this idea actually if it goes after like 15 innings (laughs) then he can come off the base and just keep hitting ghost runner yeah ghost no i mean you could you could you could get a what is it a pinch runner yeah yeah yeah, I like the idea of like Trevor Story hitting back-to-back home runs That'd to winning it. Back-to-back solo shots. But you could also bring, you could also switch out pitchers at will. Oh, that sounds um, very difficult to pull off. Time-consuming, huh? That was the other <laughs> thing. Is like all the fucking like reviews for the the the, the plays at the oh, end right. of the basketball game. Like he stepped out of bounds. We all saw it. God damn it. I don't need another review here. So anyway. I need Sky Judge in all sports and possibly yeah. just in life itself. I mean, need, I guess you're religious. No rules in sports. No more rules. <laughs> Play one game a year without rules. It's called The Purge. Yes. Excellent. All right. All right. That was, that was Nuggets talk. We did Nuggets. We did B-Ball. It's relevant. We're fucking... T- we're a podcast. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to That's Good Broncos Podcast. Good night. Good luck. LA. ACL. ACL. Didn't have it. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, it's also my favorite book. But that's because I didn't learn to read. And it's also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and my family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 inside credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DNBR for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wagers paid out in site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.